Hello, and welcome to the Philosophical Angle Podcast with your host, author Chris Angle. Hi, this is the Philosophical Angle Program, and I am your host, Chris Angle. I am the author of four books on philosophy, one of which is The uh, Philosophical Equations of Economics. And uh, if you um, like to contact us and make comments on the program, you can either do that below uh, or you can uh, shout, uh, give us an email at contact at the philosophicalangle.com. And uh, the purpose of the philosophical angle is to examine the nature of concepts and ideas in current media. And, and with that said, we're going to talk about something that kind of occurs almost every day in the media and um, the difference between the left and the right. But in this episode, we're going to talk about the difference between the left and the right and why some people become liberals and why some people become conservatives. So let's start. It's going to be an interesting program, so stick with it. I think you're going to enjoy it. So first, when we have to consider the difference uh, in order to understand why some people become uh, liberal and leftists and Democrats and why some become Republicans, conservatives, and, and, uh, and, and on the right. And you have to consider that way back when, when the first political party was, uh, was uh, evolved, it, was, it evolved from two segments of society. One, the haves, and the other segment of society, the have-nots. And this goes all the way back from when we were uh, uh, maybe in a tribal situation when uh, you get the ascendancy of a, a leader. And uh, as society develops and becomes more populous, the number of people increase and the, the leader becomes a king. And uh, the king has a queen. And so uh, the, the kings and queens uh, uh, control society. And below them are the, the workers, the serfs, the proletariat, the slaves. And then eventually, uh, from the kings and queens and their noble, uh, will develop a nobles class. So these workers, these have-nots, being the workers, the serfs, they seek the first dictum of political thought. And... There are, <clears throat> there are five dictums of political thought. One for the left, one for the right. They're similar in, in almost all respects, uh, uh, but they're identical in the first, uh, in the first two. And di uh, the dictum number one is the law of demand for the good. All life demands and seeks that which is good for it and continually seeks that which is good for it. And dictum number two is St. Augustine's principle of libido dominandi, and that is the will to dominate. And that's why uh, within the human species, uh, there, there comes a leader. There is somebody who rises to the top. There is a king. There is a queen. There is uh, a leader, an elder. So there's always a, a hierarchy in, in, the, in the human species, uh, along with other species, but uh, particularly in the human species. And so that's uh, dictum number two of life. And uh, Saint Augustine's principle is uh, uh, can be uh, uh, is also uh, uh, present in comparative anthropological uh, studies uh, that confirm this uh, 
this idea, this principle that he came up with. Dictum number three, the have-nots are inherently not good. So the haves always believe that the have-nots are inherently not good. You can see that when the kings and queens always look down at, their, at, the, at the very bottom of the uh, class of the class systems that they had, and they always uh, referred them to them as uh, uh, very low people. And you can even see it in today's uh, terminology. Uh, remnants of it are uh, uh, we heard in, in, in some political debates uh, calling other people uh, followers the deplorables. Okay, so, and the uh, dictum number three on the have-nots is that they believe that the haves and the have-nots are inherently good, uh, that the human nature is good. And, uh, and dictum number three for the haves, uh, that the have-nots are inherently not good, this, is, this can also be backed up by, by Scripture. Uh, everybody knows that human beings are, are uh, fallible. And, uh, and if we look in the Bible, we see that humans are sinful. And so uh, the have-nots uh, have, uh, uh, look at uh, the, have, the haves look at the have-nots as not being good people, not having a good nature. And then the uh, uh, dictum four is uh, that the haves believe that they should provide for the have-nots. In the uh, 19th century, that came out of the French Revolution, uh, that the uh, that the nobles uh, came up with uh, the fact that or the uh, the belief that they should that the, that that the higher classes should take care of the, the lower classes, and, and 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 with it was born socialism and uh, and the outlook of the of the left. And uh, but on dictum number four, on the conservative side, there is the duty of voluntary charity. This is uh, instead of noblesse oblige, uh, the, uh, the have-nots believe that there's a duty to a voluntary and charity. In other words, uh, we should help each other. And uh, dictum number five, uh, the, uh, it's the Lord Acton principle. That will not be in play today. Um, and uh, on the right side, on the have-not side, uh, it's uh, that the TP, uh, the, uh, it's the uh, uh, philosophical angle principle that absolute freedom begets ethicalities absolutely instead of uh, absolute power beget, uh, corrupts absolutely. But uh, we will not be discussing dictum today, uh, five so much today. So uh, we go back to the serfs and they seek the first dictum of life as we, talk, as we spoke about. And when these individuals of society strive for goodness, when, any, uh, when anybody strives for goodness, uh, they're at peace because they're fulfilling their objective of trying to uh, uh, strive for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and uh, and so they uh, and and in doing so, uh, they uh, use uh, they just seek that they be uh, fairly treated and be equally before the law of society, and uh, so now the left comes from the haves from the king, they, they've evolved that this political, the, the, their politics have, have come up from being the kings, the queens, and the nobles. And, uh, uh, and they, uh, and then as society grows, they become the nobles and their associates. And the, uh, the, the associates are a, a cadre of facilitators for the haves. In other words, as, as, 
uh, as uh, society grows, uh, the king and queen and the nobles are not able to administer to the society as it becomes more complicated, and so they need a, 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 a group of associates, which I call the facilitators, and they're nothing else but government bureaucrats that uh, administer the policies coming out of the, uh, of the very top, of the political top. And, uh, and the control uh, is needed uh, by, uh, the, uh, by the government and their associates and their facilitators. And the control is anti-cooperation. And the haves can be controlling because they believe that the nature of the serfs is that they're inherently bad, that which is dictum number three. And so they must have control uh, because these are inherently bad people. And uh, uh, and so the facilitators, uh, facilitators control the have-nots through motivation and through negative knowledge plus force. Negative knowledge plus force is really cooperation. Uh, I, I'm sorry, uh, is really the essence of control. And the uh, and motivation uh, is, is an example of the motivation is giving out welfare funds uh, to do nothing in exchange for your vote and loyalty. And the have-nots will think that they are providing and should provide a social network. And as we said uh, previously, that that's one of their dictums. Uh, and which is, uh, uh, of course, noblesse oblige, uh, dictum number four. And a good example of these uh, of the societies uh, that have evolved from the idea of noblesse oblige that uh, that the government should take care of the uh, of the lower classes of societies are uh, communists, fascists, socialists, and the kings and queens of old, and uh, and their royalty. And the control of the have-nots will tend to get over uh, to get worse and, and more oppressive over time, and uh, and that's because of dictum five, uh, which is the Lord Acton principle that power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely, and uh, you can just see how the the kings of old uh, have treated the common man, uh, to see that uh, that uh, that <clears throat> this uh, principle uh, corrupts the minds, and it, it does it happens because. Uh, they don't have to cooperate, and if you don't have to cooperate, you you forget that you uh, uh, your ethicalities to uh, uh, to those that are below you. And there are some that who do not submit to the control of the have of the haves, and they don't want to be in serfdom anymore. They don't want to be slaves. They don't want to be the worker bees, the proletariats. And so what happens is that. Uh, these have-nots want to break out of the social uh, uh, dictum, uh, the social network of, of, of serfdom. And they want to do that because of dictum one, the very first dictum, that all life seeks that which is good for them. So they want to break out of being a slavery and just giving up everything to the kings and queens and um, uh, through taxation or, whatever, or, or, or tribute. <clears throat> and it will be uh, uh, thought and considered by uh, the haves that these non-cooperative serfs and proletariats that that break out uh, from their from their serf class um, uh, that and that adhere to individual rights these are basically bad people and uh, uh, and so that that's that's their attitude uh, the haves attitude toward the uh, the lower classes. But as we said, life wants to pursue goodness for itself and its offspring, and it uh, wants to pursue, uh, to a lesser degree, 
um, goodness for society as a whole and for, uh, for all those whom uh, we cooperate. And life seeks goodness by making sacrifices to receive a reward. And so everything a person does in his life uh, is a sacrifice to receive a reward. And we struggle and strive uh, to, um, uh, and we can actually, uh, to, to make uh, these sacrifices, to get something which is good for you and, and, and to bring it into our lives. And, and, and we can make an equation of this uh, that produces, uh, 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 and this equation is that the sacrifice, which is, uh, which is made up of the components of risk, information, knowledge, time, energy, and uh, if it's a product as opposed to a service, then, then we have to add in material uh, to the uh, constituent variables. And so we can actually write a little equation uh, of sacrifice equals reward. And within these uh, uh, constituent variables, most of the improvements come through information and knowledge variable, which improves the sacrifice and improves the reward. And, and so all of the, uh, as, as society uh, progresses, we, we pretty much struggle and, uh, uh, with all our effort all throughout our lives. There's not much room for uh, even more effort. And there's not much, and, we, and our time is, our days are filled uh, with effort. And so the real uh, proponent the, uh, the, uh, the variable here uh, is the information knowledge variable. And that comes, uh, and now in society, uh, a great deal, and that produces all the uh, creativity and the new products, and 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 the reason why uh, economic uh, economics, uh, the economies uh, get better, is from the efficiencies that are produced by the knowledge that humans produce. And so, uh, the left uh, tends to suppress the accumulation of knowledge uh, with its production of. Uh, anti-knowledge, and these are rules and regulations of that they place on society, and for, coming out of their will to uh, to add uh, control over the have-nots, and uh, uh, and uh, but the have-nots um, nevertheless acquire more and more knowledge, and they start to produce efficiencies, and they go up into the second uh, into the uh, 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 the class of uh, of the middle class. And, uh, and the upper class even, when they become very successful, and they become part of the nouveau riche class, and, and the have-nots uh, uh, tend to become conservatives because in the production of the rewards, of, uh, uh, in production in, 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 in getting a, re a reward from your sacrifice, cooperation is needed, especially when you form companies and you have to cooperate with other people, and you do this in order to produce better goodness because cooperation people cooperate because they realize that in cooperating they can produce more together than they can as an individual. And as a result, cooperation increases and the have-nots believe and trust in the goodness of others because they, they uh, because uh, this is a, a natural outcome of, of greater cooperation. And cooperation uh, equals uh, knowledge of the efficiency of the of the new combined sacrifice which will uh, produce a new reward. And uh, 
And cooperation is possible by the effusion of respect. And this is very important in the next sentence. And the appropriate dispensation of respect is the essence of ethics. Uh, and we respect others in order to cooperate. And we cooperate in order to produce goods and services, which brings us up away from misery, which is the nature of that which is good and which is the nature of all that is ethical. In other words, if you are respectful of something, then you are ethical in your behavior to that to what, to, to that something. Therefore, this uh, increasing amount of cooperation produces greater goodness in the conservative base. And an example of this is uh, why the South switched over to being Republican. Uh, they were a, an agrarian society, and eventually they became uh, uh, a high-producing, uh, high-knowledge-based uh, economy, and they've, yeah, they've gone over to being the Southern, to, be, uh, to being Republican. However, um, uh, the Democratic Party does not grow naturally uh, when knowledge is increased. However, they still retain its base, which seems to be about 30% of the voting populace. And also, that's about even what of the, of the, um, of the haves, of the have-nots, too. They're about 30%, I believe, and 30% and, and of, of the haves, and so the other 40% are, are tend to be ind uh, independents uh, uh, in society, political independents. So in the surf class breakup, uh, breakout, uh, there are some that break out to go uh, to the middle class through the gain of knowledge, but they do not stay in the party of the have-nots. That is the Republicans. They will stay with the haves on the left side. They will stay um, with, the, uh, uh, with the party, with the Democratic Party. So why? Well, it's for two reasons. Or should I say, it's because of two principles of political philosophy. And it is because of, the, of dictum number three, that others are not good, and their nature needs to be, uh, uh, and they need to be controlled because their nature is not good. And secondly, the haves believe that uh, in dictum number four, which is that there needs to be a social net, and as such, people need to be controlled and provided for. And this comes out of the noblesse oblige. And so the combination that others are not good and that there needs to be a social net uh, for those uh, uh, for the lower classes. They need to be provided for. And there, so there needs to be a social net, and it should be provided by the king and the queen, the nobles, the facilitators, the government bureaucrats. And, uh, and by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, but uh, the, the, the origin of, of uh, dictum number four, the uh, noblesse oblige, comes out of the French Revolution, I believe. Uh, because they they found that uh, if you don't pay any attention and you you keep your uh, your base down uh, too downtrodden, uh, they're going to rise up and cut your head off. So um, that that uh, was a pragmatic philosophy that came out uh, in the in the uh, 1800s. So uh, uh, 
So uh, uh, the uh, kings and queens and nobles and the government officials now believe it is their obligation to take care of society. In other words, government has the sole obligation to provide for the lower classes. And it must be the government that incurs the liability of, of the obligation of the establishment of the, of the social net for the lower classes. And so, uh, and it has to be the government because the people of society, especially the people of the right, are not of good character. And these people cannot be trusted to, uh, to, to, to do this, uh, to, to, uh, uh, to give charity. Uh, and uh, uh, because dictum, remember, dictum number four, uh, there is a voluntary duty of charity uh, in the, on, the, on the conservative side of the ledger here, the political ledger. And, um, and, they, and, and the, uh, the left, though, does, uh, uh, does not believe that the people can be trusted uh, because of their bad nature. Uh, and so they might not, because of their bad nature, enact the charity that they espouse. Uh, because, after all, that charity is voluntary. And so the liberals, due to their nature, due their, to their dicta three and four, which would prevent them from allowing or trusting the conservatives to, to establish the social network by themselves, the liberal or progressive believes that this obligation of the, of the nobles must be enacted by the nobles and only by the nobles for the ben or, or that is by the government for the benefit of the lower class and through their facilitary class. And so that is why some people do not graduate and go with into the conservative class but stay with their democratic beliefs because of dicta three and four and their belief that others are bad and they cannot be trusted to voluntarily take care of the poor in society. Thanks very much. I hope you enjoyed this video. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on the Philosophical Angle podcast. Be sure to subscribe and join us for the next installment.